you're listening to the Commercial Finance Podcast by Lee Chandler, where we discuss industry insights, tips about lending, capital finance, business acquisitions, the worst investment you can have is cash, real estate acquisitions, your financial advice depends on who you are, and everything in between. This is the Commercial Finance Podcast. Welcome everyone to this comparison of traditional 401ks, solo 401ks, and self-directed IRAs webinar sponsored by Lee Chandler. My name is Marcus Baker. I'm an analyst with the investment team. Today I'm joined by my colleagues Wilson Tang and Anna Ayasor. Please enter your questions into the chat box and hold any additional questions to the end. At the end we will answer questions allow others to verbally ask their questions. First off, the average near retiree aged 60 to 64 has just over $165,000 saved in an IRA. With a 10% return on investment on a relatively safe portfolio, that's only going to bring in about $16,000, maybe $17,000 per year. With Social Security, you're getting another $18,000 a year. So you're looking at trying to live off of only $35,000. The average living wage in the United States is $70,000 for a family of four. Now, on the one hand, you'd, uh, you should have the kids out of the house by the time you're age 60, but you're going to have medical expenses that are going to start to build up on you. Even if you're going to liquidate the investment over your retirement, you're still looking at trying to live off of uh, only 60% of the average uh, income required to comfortably live. I would say a goal of about 500000 invested by the time you retire at bare minimum and more passive income is all, will make life a lot easier. Knowing the plans available to you and the advantages of each is essential to protecting your retirement investments. Next slide, please. Okay. My name is Anna Yassar. I'll be covering um, uh, some of the aspects of the comparison between the traditional 401k, the solo 401k, and the self-directed IRA. So originally, um, normally, with a traditional 401k, you have access to regular traditional um, investments such as um, stock, uh, mutual funds, bonds, and such. Now, um, you don't, you're not really allowed to have any type of non-traditional investments, but the solo 401k allows you to do that. You can invest in real estate, uh, precious metals, tax liens, promissory notes, private company stocks, pressure, oh, but you have to stay away from uh, collectible, such as artwork, antiques, gems, drugs, stamps, alcoholic beverage, anything that can be considered a collectible is not, will result in a fine or more severe consequences. Uh, the self-directed IRA goes by the same rules as the solo 401k that I just mentioned. You can invest in non-traditional investments, but you will have to stay away from collectible. Next slide, please. Right, before we go on, I do have a question. So why would someone invest in non-traditional assets? First of all, you get um, tax benefits and tax exemptions by investing in non-traditional investments. Uh, you also have the ability to diversify your portfolio and also reduce the volatility 
of your portfolio because it doesn't correlate. Uh, the non-traditional investments don't normally correlate with the stock market, so you get to reduce the volatility of your portfolio. Uh, I see. So it can also generate higher returns for you. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the custodian, which is um, somebody that you put in charge or is generally in charge of uh, the account and checkbook control, which gives you a complete signing authority over uh, the account in question. Now with a traditional 401k, the company that establishes the uh, 401k for you is in charge of choosing the custodian for the account and you have no checkbook control at all. You don't get to make um, major decisions when it comes to uh, what to do with the money that you have in that account. However, with a solo 401k, you are the custodian of the account. You decide with the money what to do with it. You also have the ability to put somebody else in charge, but the rules are still the same. You are the owner of the account and you are in charge. Even you choose somebody else to work to maintain the account for you. For the self-directed IRA, however, the regular account requires a custodian, but you can uh, get a checkbook control by establishing the limited liability company. The IRA now becomes the owner of the company and you as the owner of the IRA become the manager of the company, which gives you the ability to use the money that you have in the account to invest in non-traditional investments and such. You get co complete control over the account which also means more responsibility. You have uh, several advantages by doing so. You get to reduce your custodial fee. Some uh, will charge you a high amount, so that's a benefit right there. You get to make uh, faster investments because you no longer require approval from a custodian to make uh, investments. And like I previously mentioned, you also get full control and ability to manage the company. Okay, participant loan. A participant loan is when you take, uh, how's it? If you're allowed to take a loan from your retirement account out to yourself. Now, this can be available in a traditional 401k. It depends on the company, well, the custodian the company picked, but it is rare as I understand it because it costs the company a bit of extra fees to try to set this up and most of them just are not aren't interested in it for a solo 401k you can take out up to fifty thousand dollars or fifty percent of the value of the plan whichever is lower but it does have to be paid back at regular in like uh, either annually or quarterly over five years you do have to pay yourself a interest rate on it as well it does not have to be as high as what a bank would do, but if I remember right, it has to match something like the federal funds rate or something, so yeah, reasonable about 2% or so. So it's a cheaper way to get a loan if you need it. Interesting little tidbit, because you, if you have your spouse also on your solo 401k, you can pull the money out up to this limit for each of you. So it is possible to withdraw all of the money from the account if it's under $100,000. 
I wouldn't say that'd be recommended, but if you absolutely need the money and you're married, you could try it. Now, failure to repay the distribution over the five years will be deemed an early withdrawal. So you want to be careful on that because the IRS will charge you a 10% penalty on what you took out and all the money you took out as on the loan will be considered or will go for your income tax. So you could lose a pretty substantial part of your uh, investment doing that. With a self-directed IRA, you cannot take a loan out to yourself. You want to be very careful about anything the IRS could deem as money going directly to you or for that matter, any disqualified person because they are, uh, uh, they get a bit fine happy when that happens. So what happens if the price of the property or business far exceeds the value of what you have in your account? Well, you can partner with another individual to purchase that property or asset. For a traditional 401k, this is generally not available because employer-sponsored plans are generally very limited in what you can do. For solo 401ks, you can actually do this. So how it works is you would find a partner which cannot be a disqualified individual. So that would be um, anyone that is your descendant or ascendant. Um, I think siblings would qualify, but how that would work is you would distribute the income and expenses based on your portion of the property to each owner or partner. Um, but you cannot use that property for with any one of those disqualified individuals. So you would not be able to rent or employ one of those disqualified individuals in that property. So with a self-directed IRA, it ultimately depends on the custodian. So if you find a custodian that allows you to use your IRA to partner with another individual, then that is an option for you. So each account, depending on the plan or the prospect, prospectus will have essentially like hidden fees where they're usually management fees or like marketing or distribution fees. And for a traditional 401k, this can cost about 1.5% of your contributions so over time it would definitely eat up some of your returns for a solo 401k fees would only be an issue if you hired a custodian to manage your solo 401k so if you and for a self-directed IRA it is also plan dependent so aside from partnering another individual you can also take out a loan on your 401k. So a traditional 401k, it depends on the plan again. Um, but for a solo 401k, you are from this UBIT tax due to a special tax. But for a self-directed IRA, um, you are subject to UBIT tax. 
depending on the amount that so that's it for UBIT tax. Thank you. Next up, we got the maximum contributions, hopefully for 2021. Um, some of these might be a bit off, so make sure to check, with, eh, like try to look it up whenever you're uh, getting close to your limit. Um, for a traditional 401k, you can usually invest up to 20000 from your for the employee, and the employer can invest the last like 38000 if you're over 50, you do get an additional 6,500 that you can invest in it to try to, to build up that uh, wealth before your retirement. For the solo 401k, you actually share the same limits, but you are acting as both the employer and the employee. One interesting little tidbit there, if you decide, how's that? For the 20,000 that you're investing as the employee, you can make that a Roth contribution, meaning that you pay the taxes on it now, and you do not pay taxes on that portion of the wealth when it comes out of your account, you know, 30 years down the road. Sorry, what was that? Can I open a self-directed account for less than $500? I believe so. Uh, for that, you would want to go talk to the, uh, we'll direct you over to the private banking team. They would have more information on that, or to Leland himself. Answer your own question. Let's see. Again, the solo 401k, you do have that catch-up mechanic where if you're getting close to retirement, you figure out, okay, my retirement account is not going to be anywhere close to enough. You can start trying to squirrel away more money just in case. Now, when it gets to the IRAs, the contributions get to be a bit uh, all over the place. So we've got four different types of IRAs that we're going to cover here. We've got the cell, what was it? Uh, SEP IRAs, that's SEP, Simplified Employee Pension Plan. So self-employed individuals or small business owners, including those uh, with employees, so sole proprietorships, partnerships, C-corporations, and S-corporations. For the employer, 25% of the contributions or maximum cap for the year, they can provide 25% of the cap. So in 2021, that cap is $58,000. Each eligible employee does have to receive the same uh, percentage of compensation, or the same match has to be done for every employee for the company. You've got similar rules for the simple IRA. That is for a business with 100 or fewer employees. Though the participating employees do have to have earned at least $5,000 in compensation during any two prior or preceding years. So you don't have to include everybody that works for you just part-time or anything. Uh, the employer can contribute a mandatory 3% matching contribution and 2% is a non-elective contribution. Participants are allowed to put in up to $13,500 in salary deferrals and an extra 3000 in salary deferrals if they're aged 50 or older. Now, for the Roth IRA, you can put in about $6,000 a year, 7000 if you're over 50, but with the Roth, your contributions are not tax-deductible, so you will pay tax now, but you don't have to pay tax later, so any of the... the let's say, the money that is generated by your account over uh, its lifetime a portion of that will not be taxed when you take it out later. So it can be very beneficial. A traditional uh, IRA has the same limit of only 6,000 
dollars per year and it's not taxed when you put it in but you'll have to pay the tax later so retirement may seem like a long ways off now but the sooner you start saving the easier it is to hit your retirement income goals with that in mind you can go to www.assetstofreedom.com for a free asset session with our private banking team they can help you own assets like businesses franchises bitcoin commercial real estate and investment real estate in your investment account I'll put the link in the chat in just a minute, and it, uh, it'll be probably below this video when you see it on the website. The question we've got here is, can I open a self-directed account for less than $500? I'm pretty sure you can. To find out more, you'd want to talk to Leland. Um, I'll drop his calendar link in the, in the chat as well. There's nothing that like would prevent him from like from you doing so right since you, you don't have to be employed or um with a business or have your own business uh did anyone get a request to unmute so you can ask questions okay um well in the meantime let's see if we have any other questions saved okay what retirement accounts can be rolled over into a solo 401k anybody want to cover that you can generally roll over any pre-tax retirement account into a solo 401k. This includes traditional 401ks, 403bs, 457 plans, and thrift saving plans from a previous employer. You can transfer a rollover IRA, traditional IRA, SEP IRA, or the simple IRA, and a COG... I'm not sure how to say that. It's K-E-O-G-H. Maybe CO and defined benefit plans over to your solo 401k sorry uh, irs rules do not permit roth iras to be rolled over into an individual roth 401k however you can roll a roth 401k into the individual roth 401k so pretty much just the roth ira giving you trouble there consolidating retirement accounts is particularly important if you'd like to use the solo 401k loan provisions other advantages are of consolidating your retirement plans via rollover into your solo 401k are improved financial organization and ease of monitoring your retirement portfolio. It can get to be a real hassle if you're trying to manage three or four different uh, portfolios from multiple companies that you've worked for. The solo 401k does require that you are self-employed. That's an important note. Now, that is, it's not just enough to own a business. You have to actually pay yourself as an employee of the business to qualify for the solo 401k. You can also transfer funds to a self-directed IRA if you stop being self-employed for any reason, or if you want to get funds out of a traditional 401k that can't go to the solo 401k. Uh, Anna, would you like to cover what is excluded from um, unrelated business income tax? Can you say that again? Uh, we had a question on what is excluded from the unrelated business income tax, UBIT. Would you like to cover that real quick? Uh, your cursor is on it in the webinar script group two page. So from uh, what we can exclude from the uh, unrelated business income tax includes dividends, certain rental income, interest royalties and gains and losses from disposition of property and certain income from research activities are excluded 
do want to make sure we mentioned for the unrelated business income tax, you are only subject to that for the portion of the income of the property that the leverage, like the leveraged assets paid for. So if you're using like a 75% loan to value, then 75% of the income is going to be um, considered or considered an unrelated business income tax uh, or subject to it. I believe that wraps up everything. Nobody's asking any questions. So thank you all for joining us today. If you've had if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at investments at lee-chandlerenterprises.com. You can also visit us at leechandler.net for more articles, podcasts, and webinars. And the front page ha even has a free ebook available. I highly recommend reading the 35 Reasons Investors Need a Trust. It's difficult to overstate how valuable a trust could be in protecting your assets. Thank you for your time, and we wish you a great day.